previously on follow the leader today we're playing karma by frenzy kitty games for those of you who are new to this game here are the basics karma is a narrative story creation game about people surviving in difficult circumstances where the goal is to tell and partake in amazing stories with your friends it is part theater part storytelling and part role-playing game unlike traditional role-playing games karma focuses on collaborative storytelling rather than having one player function as the game master in Karma, everyone will contribute equally to the telling of the story by acting out scenes and role-playing them with the other players. There is also no winner or loser in Karma. The prize is an amazing dramatic story that you and your friends will remember for a long time to come. We'll also be playing this game with a bit of a twist, using some elements from Mobile Frame Zero Firebrands by Vincent Baker and some of its hacks during play. I want to introduce our playset. Um, yes. As we went to the effort of writing it. Um, yes, please do, Jade. So this uh, playset we've dubbed A World About to Dawn, and it's very sort of inspired by uh, the barricades of Les Mis and other sort of pre-revolution, like the night before the big stand, like very sort of, arguably it's got a little bit of Blackadder Goes Forth kind of energy, just something we're on the cusp of something something that may be earth shattering so and we gotta and if anyone wants to play with this let us know and we'll share the pdf with you or the google drive uh but yeah revolution is in the air um but it's not here yet okay so um the name, the name, the character is Sabriel Cohen. My role is the martyr. The description, the only thing I wrote in description was tired, crungly. Uh, <laughs> Correct. His virtue is generous, but his vice is, is that he is rash. His relationships with Nezemi, it is strained. Cordelia, it is reluctantly cordial. Uh, with Vi, it is secretive. And with Galador, it is romantic, of course. All right. I am once again playing Nezemi Kazel, for fair pronouns, or any, but however you like. And fair role is the strategist in their late 30s. They're on the shorter side with a slim build, has a sharp gaze and fast hands. Long dark hair threaded with silver and a side shave and a scalp tattoo of a flowering vine studded with cybernetic implants. One eye is an entire is entirely an inky black. Their virtue is pragmatic. Their vice is selfish. Relationships. Cordelia is strained and then in brackets uh, romantic. Uh, with Vi is shared secrets. With Galador is respectful. And with Sabriel is reluctantly cordial and in brackets untrusting. I will be playing once more, the last time. Cordelia Waite Smith. The role I picked was the leader. I also wrote, or the skeptic if Sabriel picks leader. So kind of both in the middle of those two. Uh, a description, tall, rangy, dyed black hair showing roots of red, a trusty leather jacket regained and re-equipped. Her virtue is courageous, her vice is vengeful, 
Uh, relationships Nezumi is strained, parentheses slash romantic. Uh, Tavai is devoted, but doesn't know why. Galador is respectful uh, of, of, of Blade's strength and skill, uh, if not Blade's priorities. Uh, and Sabriel is reluctantly cordial slash untrusting. I, I am playing aforementioned Vi Dumarsh, no pronouns, Vi only. Vi is Vi. Uh, Vi is uh, the wild card. Uh, no description. Don't, don't try. Um, <laughs> it won't end well for you, Sabriel. Uh, Vi's virtue is game-changing, but Vi's vice is fickle. Uh, relationships, uh, with Nezumi are, uh, the Vi's relationship with Nezumi is shared secrets. Uh, with Cordelia is devoted. Vi knows why Vi is devoted. Can't, can't stop, won't stop. Uh, with Galador is reluctantly cordial, and with Sabriel, as proven in the last game, is untrusting. I will be, uh, playing Galador Enderwall, uses Blade's self-pronouns, and Blade's role is the muscle. Blade's kind of looks 40s-ish, average height, but somewhat broad, eye patch over Blade's right eye, messy dark hair, uh, kind of think Oded Fair, Circa the Mummy, but a little older and a little broader. Also, there's a just like a small thread of white hair at uh, one temple. Blade's virtue is measured, and Blade's vice is vengeful. Uh, Galador's relationship with Nezumi is mutually beneficial. Uh, with Cordelia is strained. Uh, with Vi, reluctantly cordial. And with Sabriel... Uh, Blade is devoted slash romantic. Empyrean gave me a new form of existence. You knew where I was. What did you do? I, I tried. I researched. I studied. I wanted to help you, but I couldn't see a way beyond creating a vessel for you to inhabit it wasn't it wasn't that easy what you're saying is you failed <sighs> perhaps but what else is new Sabriel takes a seat next to <laughs> next to Lane I think Lane looks down at the Tiny motes of light swirling around. And he says, When you are fully severed from the body, from the flesh, from dust, your perspective changes quickly. There's a lot more out there than humans, mortals, can stand to reason with. Honestly, you're fighting to protect something that doesn't even exist. 
Perhaps so, but when it's all that you know, what else can you do? Perhaps this may not exist to you anymore, but for us it is real, it is the only thing we have. From up on your... wherever you are... Sabriel's kind of struggling here. I... could have chosen to do good, but instead you've chosen the opposite. Chosen to do harm, after all the harm that was done to us. I just don't understand it. Your spirits persist after your bodies are destroyed. I'm not harming anything that matters. I'm sorry to hear that that's how you feel. But life matters. Sabriel, you don't understand what life is. You've only seen a sliver of it. If you want to protect your own, stay out of Empyrean's way. We both know that that's not possible. to share with you the rest of existence. We now return to your game, already in progress. Uh, complication. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like the negative could be uh, that even in the astral plane or this astral form, that amulet that Sabriel has is still there because obviously it's a tether. Mm-hmm. I think negative could be literally that Lane breaks it and severs. The, and when he said, "Like, yeah, I'm going to show you what the rest of life is." Starting I'll right, show you now. right now. Starting right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just like and and just like breaks it. I dig that. I dig that. Um as a positive outcome, maybe say where you realize what's going to happen. <laughs> and I fucking book it back to my body. You bail. Yeah. Yeah. Like you do the incantation to return to your body, but maybe 
there's still a lingering effect. Yeah. Like a piece of you is caught. Like, you know, you said how there was wisps coming off you. Yeah. What if, like, Lane has grabbed a piece of that and when you get back to your body, like, let's bring some body horror in. Like, there's a piece of you missing. Hoo-hoo. Apparently that's how I'm feeling today. Love it. I'm, like, scrolling. I'm, like, looking back on our stuff. It's like, what other body parts are, are we are we looking at as, as motifs? We've got the loss of the the loss of the right eye, which we've already done with Sabriel. He's already got a fucked up mm-hmm. eye. Our hands our hands outlawed or 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 focused. Forget. Um, just no on screen explicit descriptions of damage. Okay, well, it could it could be it could be a sh- a change rather than damage. Ooh, yeah, like yeah. you grab hold of maybe the positive is that you grab hold of Sabriel's hand, and Ooh. it changes something. About and the negative Samuel. is, uh, I'm whoops. Yeah, you're Later. here now. Congrats. Yeah, I live here now. You are now in the astral plane. <laughs> oh boy. Okay, yeah. I'm just gonna do a flat. Ooh, we love to see it. A flat roll. Two d six, baby. I was originally gonna do a different one, but uh, two d six. Bop. Five. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Awesome. Ooh. Starting for right now, huh? So what does that do? What's that mean? Is that a, is that a fail? That's a fail. That's a fail. Okay. Uh, so <laughs> Lane, uh, the thing that was Lane that you realize is no longer and never will be again, says, you know what? You always were an object learner. Let's have a lesson now. And grabs this um, flawed amulet and it just melts into slag. (laughs) And like, Mm. there's this horrible tilt shifting. uh, You know, the, you know, like that, that shot from Jaws where the camera focal, uh, lens is being like shifted at the exact same the reverse dolly as like yeah like, the world the is, is like, like the, the focal length is changing as the zoom is changing at the at the exact inverse yes the most the worst vertigo you've ever felt in your entire life Oof. all right cool Sabriel, this is the second time you've had an ill-advised encounter in the astral plane Mm-hmm. <laughs> With something that is no longer form, no longer has a human form. They cannot be taught. We keep trying. <laughs> no, I know. Like, the lessons just don't stick. The lessons just don't stick with this one. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sabriel's my tragedy character. And he is Good working job. as intended. <laughs> yeah, this is uh, tragic. All right. Woof. All right, uh, that scene. We'll come back to Sabriel right. later, I guess. We, oh, can it have like like that tilt shift, that like the the yeah. reverse dolly thing, like super fast and super like like visceral, and then as it like solidifies into its new ang- focal length, uh, it's there's a uh, glass shatter wipe to transition to the next scene. Hell yeah, Sick. love it, love it. 
so August. Yes. So you we had that scene where we talked about Galador and Nezemi chatting about this amulet. I assume some some sound has just come from the uh room where Sabriel went to lie down. <laughs> and there's now probably like a burn on their like collarbone where their amulet was. Yeah. Um, and Nezemi told you how to make that. So yeah. You want to do something with that? <laughs> yeah. Um boy howdy. Sweet. <laughs> Sorry. Don't be. We love drama. No, I'm apologizing to the Galador like in character. <laughs> ah. Yeah, no, that's fair. Yeah, that's uh that's Little that's boy. boy howdy. Boy howdy. Um if Blade wants to come find Fair, um, again, probably dark room, just trying to figure some shit out, because it was established that Vi was maybe talking to Fair, but we don't need to have seen what that was. No. Necessarily. No. So Vi is welcome to intercede in the scene or be as present as you want, Mac. So Yeah, I think Vi's there. We'll see yeah. what happens. Yeah. Uh, ditto Cordelia, feel free to enter because I feel like Galador might be loud in this in as much as August is ever shouty when portraying <laughs> characters. I don't know. I don't know if we've ever seen Galador be loud. I don't know. I don't know if Blade has the capacity to be loud even under these circumstances. This is more just like you see something that you've probably never seen before, mm. which is just like panic. Oh. I'm cool. Sorry. <laughs> and I think is Blade carrying their body into the room, the uh, some of the unconscious but still breathing body of uh, Sabriel. Yeah. Cool. 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 Yeah. Of course. Love that. Love that. Love that for you. <laughs> and Blade's just kind of like wild-eyed and laser focused on Nezumi and is just like something something's wrong something went wrong i i don't know what's <sighs> wrong but something went wrong and just like lays sabriel down somewhere and like i don't think blades like taken off the amulet but like maybe wrapped it up in something so it's not like against sabriel's skin but like unwraps the amulet uh to show the the damage to it Oh, he astral projected, didn't he? He said he was going to rest, but... And you believed them. Of, of course you believed them. Look at Sabriel's unconscious project. You are the reason I have this. And points to the grey hair. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. It looks... Like something's tampered with it from the other side. That's not supposed to be able to happen. That's why there's the. That's why you close the circuit. That's what I told you to do. You can't leave an open conduit because things can interfere. So. And I think Galador goes very, very pale. 
What? I never closed the circuit. I thought it was supposed to be left open. All right. Okay. Um. All right. Okay. I'm going to need to... Uh, right, right, right. I'll sort of tap on the side of Fairskull and the cyberware sort of like flares to life or flares up in colour because it's been very dim this whole time. I guess I better find them then, hadn't I? This is going to suck. Let me know what you need. Hmm. Good question. Uh, I think if they if they says that, looking kind of at the ring around Galador's neck, but pointedly doesn't actually ask for anything, but they can't help but look at it. And I think Galador's... Kind of like... mm-hmm. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, please. I think even in Blade's panic, Blade's probably canny enough to pick up on the fact that Nezumi keeps looking at it. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, do you need this? No, no, I just, I know that ring. Seeing it here now is very strange. Did you give it to Sabriel? No. Why the fuck would I give it to Sabriel? <laughs> No, I haven't seen that ring in a long time, so I can hear Sam cackling in the background. (laughs) (laughs) No, it was something I had a long time ago and sold. So. Vi steps into Nesmi's shadow. It's not important. This is important can't use a compass if the needle is off floating somewhere in the astral sea, can we? <sighs> Alright, um... Yeah, I guess, I'm, I guess I'm doing this. And I think this is probably where the complication's going to come in, because Nezumi can't astral project, not like Sabriel can. What Nezumi does or has is this extreme a level of awareness of law both cosmic and man-made and sabriel shouldn't be in the astral sea when his body is still here i think it's like finding a loophole or find it like find not like finding a needle in a haystack but finding an absence of a needle in a haystack it's like or like finding the knot in a weave So this is like just trying to find Sabriel and like listening in and stuff like that. All right. I've got a complication. Okay. I think either way you can find the loophole. Mm Mm-hmm. That's what I'm good at. On a negative result, it'll break more laws. (laughs) Cool. It'll cause you more problems down the line. Uh Uh-huh. On a positive, it's fine. Cool. Um, well, I'm already maxed out. It's like, on a negative result, you just find the wrong loophole. Like, it works, but it fucks something else up. Okay. Okay. Cool. All right. 
I am maxed out on positive dice, so I can't make this more negative. So... <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'll just roll 2d6. It's a nine. That's so funny, actually. What do you know? I find a fucker. Um, I am found. <laughs> but I think, like, just because Nezumi knows where Sabriel is, that doesn't mean shit, really. Yeah. But I think what maybe Faye can do is like create a beacon or something or you know what it is um wherever maybe this cuts to sabriel like i don't know if sabriel is currently running away from lane in the astral plane or what he's up to right now specifically it's a good question or if he's just having a hard time learning to navigate when he's separated from his tether yeah, he's just having a hard time. He's like he's stumbling around in this like weird tilt shifted world where his frame of her frame of view is just bad. All right, then I think what this is is like because we talked about the astral sea being like this very muted sort of pallor, right? like very cloud like, lots of diaphanous clouds and forms and stuff like that. What this is is like there's a little blush of ink spreading in front of you and it looks like ink dropped into water and it coalesces into a little mouse that full-blown bites you on the ear ow cool thanks yeah sounds right sounds about right yep this tracks and then is giving you something to follow it's a breadcrumb trail for you huh well i uh follow i follow the damn mouse because I have an inkling that I know who it is, just based on it biting me. Yeah, and so if we cut back to that, so I think at this point, like the ink that is compromises Nezumi's right eye looks like it's almost like bleeding out under the skin. And so like almost half of their face is like this bruise color. And they're full on going to pass out. Awesome. Now we have two passed out people in this room. Yeah, but uh, but they, they'll say, uh, eyes briefly open to look at Galador um, and sort of leans back vaguely where Vyas and it's just like, well, hopefully he can't fuck that up and <laughs> passes out. Vi being in... Nezumi's shadow means Vi can very easily catch Nezumi. Hell yeah. I was also intending for Vi to be lending a little bit of energy there. Yeah, I think that's why it was able to happen. Like, because mm. Nezumi's, no Nezumi's has knowledge and awareness, not abilities like that. They can manipulate, mm. but they don't really create things in that way. So, yeah. Cool, 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 cool. Cool, cool, cool. I think you underestimate how much I can fuck oh. up, but... <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, I'm um, sorry, think... August. I just wanted to say that Galador probably went to catch Nezumi, saw Vi got them, and mm. it's just like, ah, I see. <laughs> Telling. Good shit. All right. All right. Vi somehow does not notice that Galador noticed this. Vi's <laughs> busy. All right. All right. 
boy, boy, oh boy, it's me now. What's the last thing I do? Uh, okay. Cordelia knows about what happened to Sabriel. Mm-hmm. Cordelia's around. Yeah, she knows about Lane going wild. Well, we have Nightingale. We have information. What we need is to stop having this guy blow shit up. <laughs> it's time to take him down. How should... Should I... Is there is there a game I should use for that? Or is it just, hey, it's time for Cordelia to do this? I mean, if any of the games speak to you, like, for as a framing device, then use it. If not, I'd say go freeform, because you've you got an idea of what you want to do. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's more interesting if, again, because of who I am as a person, I always am like, chase, 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 when Firebrands comes up. But I don't think it's particularly interesting to see Lane slip through Cordelia's fingers. I don't think that having that be a possibility is really narratively satisfying at this particular point. So I think, you know, if you just want to go for it, then go for it. I will agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well then, Cordelia looks, uh, were like looks to Vi, like we got Sabriel back this time, but this we need to gain some ground. We've been losing it and regaining it, but we need we need to strike a blow. We can't just be on the back foot. We need to we need to break their equalizer. I think I need your help. You think? Okay, don't be smug. Of course I need your help. It's now or never, little light. Yeah. I'm going to need a lot more light than that. And so, boy, what does this showdown look like? It's, it's Vi and Cordelia against Lane. What is... Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. Should, I don't want to just describe a big fight scene alone. <laughs> okay, so do you think, is this like her hunting him down? Or is this like using the information that they've acquired using what Wilhelmina knows? Is this like calling him out or summoning him somewhere where the damage, where the fallout from a fight won't cause more injuries? Won't give him Are we period. doing this Dragon Ball style? We're doing this where, where we, we fly outside of the city and, sure. and call him out? <laughs> yes, straight up. Absolutely, yes. Well, yeah, the visual is good, but also maybe I like the notion that because you have Wilhelmina still, she's able to give you a means to just like, this is how you can call him. Yeah, yeah, like like whatever whatever like kind of uh, signal they've been transmitting into the astral plane to like direct Summon him. him. Yeah, mm-hmm. we can do it. What is this? Uh, I, <laughs> I've been imagining like a shadow mech, or like a like a like a shadow Sick. armor, or like. But I mean, this is this is Vi's power that Cordelia is is like tapping into as their like fusion dance. What are you thinking, Mac? Oh Christ! <laughs> oh, I needed to think about this. <laughs> I was just thinking, if given 
given that we're on like a moon colony and this is outside the city, the notion mm. that Vi is also providing a means for Cordelia to breathe, like is bringing the air in from somewhere else, is mm-hmm. lovely. Yeah, we're we're fighting. Yeah, we're fighting on the surface of a moon. Uh-huh. Which is great. Uh craters and, and like uh craggy rock protrusions and mm-hmm. lots of lots of good, interesting terrain to to fuck up. Mm-hmm. I mean I really just think I really just think it's Cordelia. It's yeah. just like <sighs> Vi has fallen into this shadow monster thing that I tried really hard at the beginning to not fall into. Ooh. That's that's on me, right? Like that's not that's not on anybody else. I did that. And I I had reasons for doing that and now I'm like I need to remind myself how to not do the shadow monster thing. Um I think what it is is Vi goes into Cordelia's shadow. Mm-hmm. It's a signature move at this point. And so it's just Cordelia. It's just Cordelia with that just batshit amount of power at her fingertips. Mm-hmm. But it looks the same. Can I offer one tiny detail or two? Just a little smidgen. Sure. One, can Cordelia's hair by the presence of I be back to full red? Instead of dyed black, just saying. Yeah, yeah, it's like like the, the dye like shimmers and like flicks off, like comes off in flecks off of her hair. Yes, yes, thank you, delicious. Car- full, full on, like like Super Saiyan hair, but like bright, <laughs> like powerful red. I love this. Mm-hmm. And the other thing I was going to say is, we know already that Cordelia wears like a black leather jacket. But I just liked the notion that her clothes all take on this sort of almost black quality, like absorbing mm. light almost. Because the thought that just struck me was one of the Tiffany Aching books. I think it's the last of the Tiffany Aching books. Is called And I Shall Wear Midnight. And it's about mm. how Tiffany, as she becomes a full witch, you start wearing black. And just that mm-hmm. notion of like Cordelia in this like final Saiyan form is like clad <laughs> in that in the shadow that informs her power. Mm. Yeah, I dig it. But yeah, like all the shadows are stronger. And it's like Cordelia is not like a particularly pale person, but like her skin is like almost glowing in contrast. Her hair is like looks so much brighter in contrast to like the, the deep black. Of the clothing she's wearing. So what it looks like is like a character who's just drawn with a red, who's just drawn with like red and black Sharpies on, a, on like white paper. <laughs> uh, just extremely stark, high, super high contrast. Can't wait to see you draw this, Sam. I was going to say thank you for this gif. <laughs> red Sharpie, black Sharpie. Yeah. So, and, and just like on this, like, and like it looks almost like out of place on this very like real like like you know this looks gray and brown lunar surface just like such stark colors so anime 
says anime. Every anime ends with people fighting in space. And I didn't think we were ever going to get there, but I guess we fucking are. Hell yeah. Yeehaw. Well, we set the stage. Uh, Lane's like, Lane, like, appears. Let's roll our thing. Yeah? Complications. Let's find out what happens. <laughs> the complication is you are fighting an entity of light on the surface of a moon. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it just... Yeah. Yeah. I can't give another complication anyway because I, I think you're in the scene. the last one. Do so. So here's the question: Do we want the complication to be whether you win or lose, or do we want the complication to be the specifics how? of of how? Yeah, because yeah. it's the like the cost exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not narratively interesting for you to lose at this point. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, it is, so... but it becomes more of a tragedy that way, and I'm not super digging that. Yeah, is what? Yeah, what do we give up for it? Do we give mm-hmm. up something for it? Which, in, a, in, in an interesting way, is a full-on, like, echo of Vi, Cordelia, and Nesemi fighting Namaka at the end of our second arc. Oh, no, I'm Because sad. that was about what do we give up to, to fight to beat this god. Uh, and so, like, Cordelia, like, we're on the surface of the moon. We're, like, you know, trading blows back and forth, dashing and doing way cool shit. And Cordelia kind of, like, like you know, sl- skids back and says, is it weird that I'm feeling nostalgic? <laughs> I love her. Yes, Zach. Thank you for a callback. No, but I would prefer that we not repeat the events of last time. <laughs> exactly. I'll take your word that it was bad. <laughs> Wasn't particularly pleasant no all right uh what's uh yeah so what do we give up if we lose let's let's establish that before i roll yeah um bear in mind hmm. we've still got the other scenes we've what well, so we've still got vi's scene and galador's scene and the finale scenes correct yeah. mm-hmm. vi is flashing back for cool um vi's scene um see i i thought i had an idea and now i've completely forgotten it so really do be like that sometimes i don't think it's interesting to to like have cordelia potentially lose her connection with vi or anything i think that cheapens what we've done so far um also we've already done that yeah yeah Mm -hmm. that is what we did last time yeah i know that's literally that's what we did last time. i know that's what you did last time Okay, I got a pitch. And feel free to veto because I know, Mac, you've had pl- long term plans. What if I can't separate from Cordelia Ooh. after this? Together forever? Mm. Together like forever. something about this, they become, they lose their independence from each other. We just become one thing. Yeah, not like one consciousness. In a, in a full inversion. Yeah, but like I don't want that to lo- be the loss of selfhood, but rather just mm-hmm. the separation is lost. It's like, it's like the opposite of what happened last time, where instead of losing your connection, it becomes so strong that it cannot be separated anymore. Here's the thing. Yeah, this is why I wanted to give you veto rights. 
I, I, I want to be really clear when I say I don't dislike it. Mm-hmm. Okay. I like yeah. it as a consequence. I think given the story that I told with Vi over the course of six arcs. Yeah. No, I hear you. To then immediately turn it around like this. Mm, yeah. Feels bad. Feels kind of bad. Yeah. It would be like, if if the consequences that we had last time hadn't happened, I would be like, fuck yeah, absolutely. Mm, this is yeah. hilarious. Especially given Vi's long-term plans. Mm-hmm. And I, again, I don't think it's bad. No, I hear what you're saying though. It's, it's not good it's for like, this story right now. Yeah, yeah, it's like setting up an entire series of events in a D&D campaign and then rolling a natural one and having your GM just completely unravel them in front of you. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. No worries. It's a, it's a great concept. You know, you know what it is? It's a fiasco ending. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's, that's what's getting me about it. It's a fiasco ending. Yeah. It's not a bad fiasco ending. It just doesn't work for me. Yeah. No, I'll agree with that. Yeah. I want, yeah. I just want to be really clear, Jade. Mm. I am mm. not slighted in the least. You're how good. about? Just want to make clear, it's a great idea. I just don't think it works here. Yeah. How How about we go in a different direction then? Rather Rather than internalize the consequences, externalize them. So here's my yeah. Pitch. I was about, just about to say. Here's my pitch. In, on a negative outcome, there is collateral damage that. Uh, we did not account for that could be detrimental to the the revolution in particular. But on a positive outcome, whatever happens with defeating Lane, like whatever expulsion of energy that that creates, we're able to somehow redirect it towards Empyrean forces. Mm-hmm. I like that. I'm about it's your roll, Zach. All right, I roll the the two d six. Yep. You can opt to improve your odds or decrease your odds in the success. I I think that this could go either way. Uh, so I will leave it to go either way. And I will roll the dice. Leave it up to straight chance. Yeah. Ouch. There's a Yikes. five. Oof. Ouch. Really just do be like that sometimes. I really do just be like that sometimes. But I, I like the notion because, like... Our revolution is a tiny thing, and this happens, and Empyrean just uses it as more fodder for their propaganda machine. Mm-hmm. Like Olga said, there is this collateral damage as a result, because funnily enough, stopping like a supernova person-shaped as they may be can't blow up a little bit, probably. Mm-hmm. And you know, honestly, Cordelia is like, well, I mean, it sucks that it go- it went, it broke bad uh, in some ways, but the important thing is that Lane is at rest. Mm-hmm. And Cordelia's Cordelia's like, you know, it is what it is. But we did what we came, we decided to do, and we'll deal with the consequences. Dig it, dig it. Let's go. Love it. Rolls. All right. Okay. Flashback. This is brief glimpses of the last two years or so of what Vi has been doing when Vi has not been around. 
This is Vi sowing seeds, planting rumors in Terminus. Hmm. Who has still been here the entire goddamn time? And turning the people inside Terminus around and around and around on each other until it is only a matter of time before someone reaches in and pulls the pin and Terminus goes boom. And when that happens, Vi's revenge will finally be complete. Give me that complication. Oh, give me that complication. Well, the positive outcome is that it worked. Like, the tower topples exactly how Vi intended, right? Mm -hmm. Because I feel like the complication is, like, any kind of long-term plan like this, any kind of, like, operating like that isn't of itself such a spider web of things that it is inherently complicated. So, I'm just trying to think of what a negative, because it's not just like it doesn't work, because I think Terminus is going to implode either way, because of Vi's machinations. Mm -hmm. I had a terrible thought. I don't know if it's too silly or not. Share. Share with the class. But, so, on a negative outcome, maybe there's some contingent of Terminus that then becomes devoted to the concept of Vi and starts a Vi-related movement of some sort. A cult. A cult. Hey. Hey. August, hold on a second. (laughs) Isn't that the positive outcome? Isn't that what Vi wants? Oh, wait. Sorry. Yeah, I was gonna say, August, literally that's the goal! Sorry. Never mind. No, here's the thing. It can be a negative outcome because it can be not exactly what Vi was into. Oh, like ooh, it can ooh, be ooh. negative. No, ca- hold on a second. I like this because it can be negative because it can be not what Vi was intending. Yeah, but also it's what I'm intending. Yeah, but also you know how like. Pratchett does this a lot. Yes, this is my second Pratchett reference of the recording. I'm not sorry. But how... Do not apologize. And Gaiman uses this a lot as well. Um, What people believe about a god shapes the god. And what if this Mm -hmm. cult that forms is inherently going to change an aspect of what Vi is because of what they believe Vi is? Jade. Mm-hmm. Jade, I am coming to, to fucking the United Kingdom and I am kissing you directly on the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> this is a good day for me. <laughs> Lord. You are speaking my fucking language. <laughs> Look, I just, I love apotheosis and, and shit like that and the way shapes of things. I'm all about it. It's my, it's my bread and butter. All right. Where is my karma pool? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. We're pushing this karma pool all the way up to five plus. Gonna give yourself that negative die, huh? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I want this for you. Yeah. Didn't need it. Oh. Oh, oh, my God. (laughs) 
time to re-roll. I did it! I finally had it! We finally had a re-roll. I can't believe I rolled a six and a six. Wait, oh. so do I re-roll? <coughs> do I re-roll the whole thing? Yeah, I think so, yes. Doesn't matter. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, I rolled it. I okay. I accidentally rolled two d six again, so that's fine. But yeah, fine. You're fine. There we go. Okay, there we go. That's a four. One of the things I want the fall of Terminus to do is to deal a damaging blow blow to Empyrean in the process. Well, that tracks because Empyrean's whole thing is very regimented law and order. And Terminus's sort of obsession is like things end and things should end. It, it, it is the order of things. And yes, yes, August, I do know what I just said. <laughs> um, and I think that I think that the way that Vi is dismantling things end is Vi is not going to argue with that conclusion necessarily. It's Things end, but memory is forever. Hmm. Just because a thing is destroyed or ends or dies does not mean that the ripples of that should also be destroyed. The continued existence of Vi is the shade of an unbreakable oath that was broken. And that deserves to con- de- that oath deserved well yeah doesn't really deserve to it wasn't necessarily good but it is remembered but you can't eliminate that just because you can you shouldn't no no one should have the power to destroy something that should persist after death mm. good shit good shit so that's that is what the end of terminus means all right. And with that, Vi's revenge is complete. And now I get to think about how Phi changes. Great, fun. Love this for me. Love this for you. Finale's coming up. Finale's coming Finale's up. Finale's coming up. Right. I have five dice to work with. Galador. Um, I feel like I'm torn because part of me wants to say that Galador wouldn't leave Sabriel in a state. But part of me wants to to say that Galador is, like, doing a distraction while Cordelia and Vi are taking on Lane, uh, just to keep any interference out of that particular confrontation. But, like I said, I'm I'm torn. I should probably roll for this. Okay. So, Galador is trying to run some kind of distraction probably leave let sabriel be convalescing i think it may be something that like since you know wilhelmina nightingale is is being cooperative gave cordelia and vi the informa- information they needed to summon lane probably is cooperative enough to to give galador something to use to keep attention away from the outskirts of the city at least until the confrontation ends but i'm having a hard time i'm just kind of like racking my brain trying to come up with with something specific and i'm just having a hard time with it because you know we're all having a hard time today so (laughs) um what sort of vibe are you hoping to get from this scene um like what story beat do you want 
realistically, I'm trying to set up something where we can determine, you know, we had people voting on their phones at the beginning, who lives, who dies. I'm wanting to imperil Galador for the potentiality that, you know, Blade might not make it out of this kind of deal. Then what if this is a big push? It's not a distraction. It's Lane is elsewhere. Now we hit the stronghold. Mm. The revolution is here. Yeah. Now or never. I like that. I like it a lot, too. You know, the compass has failed. We turn to the blade. Yeah. So this is a big push then. We're probably a little bit hobbled near the end of it just because of... You know, the, the collateral damage caused problems for our side, but we're, we're pushing for it. This is, this is our last stand. So if we have a complication going into the finales, that would be cool because I can't complicate my own scene. Hmm. I mean, part of me wants to say the complication is, you know, whether or not this push succeeds. Do we gain? the ground we you're trying to to push for you know it's now or never i guess you're storming empyrean's like main base with everything we've got and you know does the push succeed or does it fail yeah we can we can go with that i was just going to offer up the notion that there's somebody else from project damocles on the other side just because we've been doing a lot of Ooh. foils foils and mirrors but i like that idea as well i don't i i mean it's august's pick actually well i mean we can flavor it as if you want there's just it can that can be an element of it if you like it august no i i like the idea of there being someone else from project damocles there like that you know just just the the meeting of eyes across the battlefield just knowing in your Mm -hmm. soul that there is another person who shares that particular part of you and will kill you with no hesitation. It's just a fun anime moment. But yeah, I think I'm going to move my karma tracker because I want the push to succeed. Ooh, it just occurred to me just like the negative connotation, like whether we win or lose the confrontation or the push, what if we get the push regardless? The positive outcome is it looks good for us. The negative outcome is that it's spun against us. I'm still going to adjust my karma tracker for that one. I want this to be good. Oh. Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, no. Real good. It. It's real good. It's 16. Oh, my God. Yep. Well, hot damn. The revolution will be televised. Yep. <laughs> Hell Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah. Yeah, so this is this is one of the things where maybe having people from Project Damocles ends up not, you know, the, the, the revolution is televised. Having these people here on Empyrean's side who believe they're operating with, without scrutiny is damaging to Empyrean. Maybe there's there's some way that we leak some of the information that Sabriel's been trying to disseminate. We managed to to leak that. So this particular push doesn't look good for Empyrean. It looks it looks like it's justified. You know, it's it's something that, you know, it's difficult for them to spin. I like. Sick. 
And with that, that brings us to the finales. So once we've all directed our scenes, it's time to make the final karma roll and narrate the finales. Uh, they don't have any input from other players, and they are not interrupted with the complication. The game says a good finale is a short vignette that describes how your character's story ends, and I agree that a good finale describes how your character's story ends, but we're not very good at being short, so... <laughs> um, uh, mm -hmm. I was just going to explain the next mechanics part. Yeah, go uh, for You have to... However many positive dice you have... Um, you start with that, you roll that number of D6s and then deduct the number of negative dice you have rolled D6s, much like Fiasco, um, having it already been mentioned today. So uh, the player with the highest total goes first when narrating the finales, uh, then the next highest and so on. If the total of the roll is uh, one or more, uh, you narrate the finale however you want. Uh, if the total of the roll is a negative number, then your character's finale is a bad outcome for them. And again, if the result is zero, we roll again. I will say, it's unlikely, not impossible, but <laughs> unlikely that anyone is going to roll higher than me. I got 5d6 as well. Oh, rad. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we, all just, we all just like negative outcomes too much. I feel like my my... X is in the wrong spot. I feel like I had three plus two minus, not two minus two plus three minus. Okay, I trust you. Okay, yeah, I may have just forgotten to move it. That's fair. All right, well then let's let's Pop, yeah roll them bones. Roll, let's roll, right? Let's roll, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Let us roll one at a time to keep it straight. So let's just mm -hmm. roll in turn order. Sure. All right, Sam first, then. Cool. I will go, so, um, 10. Okay. And then the other two? Five. So you have a five. Yes. Okay. Which is positive, uh, yes. right? Yes, yep. Yep. positive. That's a 16, baby. All right. Uh, I also uh, I've I've now gotten to to, to to baseline so three up two down three up comes at at nine Oof. Ooh, wow two down is eight cutting it close I'm on the so razors close. razors Christ. edge game oh but that's a positive that's positive it is it is it is. 14, and then I've got three up, two down as well, so, all right, so I got a 10 minus 7 is 3. So we all have positive outcomes, which means we can all narrate our finales in any way that we wish, um, which... If if we feel it's narratively satisfying to have a bad end, we're allowed to, but we don't have to in this case. I do it. I do appreciate karma being like, you get to decide if it's good or bad. Whatever you like as a story. Yeah. It's really good. Mm. So, Jade, you're first on the finales. Yeah. Hmm. I feel what this looks like 
is with Imperion pushed back from this colony and this wave of negative press, PR, however you want to talk about it, for them, it's enough to get give Nezumi the foothold they wanted. And this is them tapping in to systems to finally wipe from the records. Or really, you can't wipe because stuff doesn't really go away is the problem. Things, yeah, you might be able to delete things, but the memory of them, people are going to know. So what this is, is hiding away in a place where it can't be found prison records for Sabriel Cohen, for Nezumi Gazelle, for Cordelia Waitsmith, for Vidamarsh, and for Galador. And they're wiped. As I said, they're wiped under the rug. They're tucked away where they can't be found. And Imperion can try and scream as much as they like, but they're the bad guys. We're all about the freedom of information, about the truth. And when there's a tidal wave of information and you can access whatever you want, well, you're not going to notice if a grain or two of rice is missing. Why would you? There's so much else here to look at. And so Nezumi is getting to build what Faye intended to build. But I don't think that stain of ink below their skin is going to leave. There's something that they have burned out in their self doing all of this. But it's a price Fair was willing to pay. Because now they have the power that they wanted. They're controlling the flow of information. I love them. They're terrible, to be clear. <laughs> I mean, yeah. And? Yeah, and? I just want it stated for the record. You can love Faye, Faye, but please note, Faye suck. <laughs> I love Nezumi Kazelle. I would die for them. They'd let you. I yeah, they would. All right. Mac? So what happens is this. Vi unravels Terminus, watches years of hard work and revenge finally pay off as... The collapse of Terminus results in the second death of a god. And it's good. It's good. It's exactly what Vi wanted. And then the cult starts. And that's fine, too. Vi is like, okay, I can live with this. They're not trying to find anything out about Vi. They're not trying to destroy Vi. They're not trying to bring Vi back to life. So that's cool. Vi's got more power. That's that's pretty cool. The problem is, is that secrets go both ways. There's keeping a secret, and then there's exposing a secret. By the end of this... Vi becomes akin to a god. That's cool. That's fine. Vi's happy with that. Vi's happy with having more power. It's not at the expense of any of the people that the people, two people, two people that Vi cares about. Uh, the problem is, is that Vi also becomes a god of revenge, 
Oops. 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 Vi's like, I can make this work for me. It's not exactly what I was intending, but yeah. No, this is good, actually. Like, it's like, it, there's this, like, and it takes a while. Like, there's this very good, like, this very, like, and Vi is like, I have other shit that I have to be doing as well. I have to be looking after Cordelia. Whatever it is that Cordelia is going to get up to. Mm. Like, we have a deal. And that's a full-time job. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's not even that. It's that, you know, Vi has dealt with breaking one promise before. And yes, that was out of Vi's control. But Vi is not going to break a second one. If Vi can help it. So it's very much a situation of like, Vi is like, okay, well... I have other things happening also, so you guys just take care of yourselves for a while. I'll be back. Don't worry about it. <laughs> but it's good. To the cult? To the cult. Yeah. Cool. Anyway. Yeah. That's fine. That rules. Congrats, Vi. Congrats. Congrats, Vi. Sam. Oh, it's me next? Yeah, it's you next. That's right. Because everyone else rolled bad. Well, not bad. We all got positive. Oh my god, what happens with Sabriel? So, Nezumi helped Sabriel find his body again. And Sabriel awakens uh, a little pissed off to have missed the uh, the push. <laughs> Sabriel's like, I, I, sorry, I, fu- I missed it. I fucking missed it. Vi like puts a hand on Sabriel's chest and is like, "You did something very stupid. Be grateful you're able to wake up at all." Yeah, but the thing that I've been, Ugh, whatever. Sabriel, whatever, whatever. I get it. Fine. <laughs> and Sabriel wakes up looking for Galador. Is Galador within sight? No, Galador's busy. Um, after that, I mean, Sabriel wants, like, the the push has been done. The, the damage has finally been dealt. Sabriel feels like, you know, maybe the world doesn't need a compass anymore. The compass has pointed north and the blow has been dealt. The world doesn't need them to point in the right direction anymore. The direction has been acknowledged. Sabriel's tired. And the fight is never done, but perhaps the fight does not need him on the front lines any longer. And he's going to look to Galador for direction. It, it's kind of funny that, that Sabriel like, looks to Galador, because Galador now is quasi-friends with, sort of, question mark, maybe... Uh, a god of revenge <laughs> and <laughs> let's see like project damocles wasn't that great and i think as part of because galador made a promise that once blade was more of a person and less of a weapon blade would be willing to wear the ring and so i think there is a little bit of a I have to do this and then we can get married kind of thing by, you know, taking out some of the heads of Project Damocles first. 
potentially with or without Fi's assistance. But, you know, being friends with the god of revenge will make one want to have some revenge. It's fine. But I do think that as things settle down, like, Galador and Sabriel fade away into the background and I think maybe take up new identities and uh, get married. Yes. That was that was the hope is we end on a on a all good stories end with a gay wedding. <laughs> well, it's not over yet. We've still got we've sk- still got one more potential gay wedding to happen. Shit, that's right. Uh. All good stories end with two gay weddings. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not here to tell Zach what to do. I'm just saying. <laughs> you think I'm the part the kind of person who is going to go to a, who's going to do a wedding? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Everyone in chat immediately, no. <laughs> Cordelia Waitsmith sees the revolution one, or at least as one as she cares to pay attention to it, because always, yeah, she didn't like Imperium. She didn't like Terminus, whoever the hell those people were. That seemed to be a thing that kind of passed her by while she was busy hunting down Wilhelmina Nightingale. She didn't care for these people who were causing trouble and making a ruckus and being kind of bad folks. But a lot of that deep-seated pain and kind of trauma and, and like, thirst for revenge, that all kind of drained out of Cordelia when her past died. And when you don't have much of a past, it's a lot easier to think about a future. So Cordelia sees this push happen successfully she sees galador and sabriel go off and change their names and goes well have fun you two (laughs) mugs the camera like fucking weirdos um love her she sees nezemi become this super powerful power like information broker and 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 you know get rid of these things and and start playing the 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 game at the highest possible level like they always wanted. She sees Vi become this incredible god of vengeance. She says, okay. Well, if the two of you, Vi, Nazemi, if ever you want to not be that for a little bit of time, to step away from all this power struggling and this apotheosis and everything else, Cordelia goes to an out-of-the-way backwater, you know, forest planet where there's these long rolling fields and these deep forests and these mountains and swamps and all these places to wander and get lost and have no one find you if that's not what you want. She builds a ranch house and she gets a dog and she just fucking chills. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm so God, happy. I love her. Holy shit. I love her. And both of them are welcome anytime. If you ring the doorbell, I'll fucking kill you. <laughs> Just walk in through the door. <laughs> when Sabriel comes to visit, if Sabriel comes to visit, he will ring the doorbell. Sabriel does not know what the address is. <laughs> two, two people in the galaxy know who the, what the address is. Their names are Vi Dumars and Nesmi Kazel. <laughs> Well, I do know Vi Demarche and Nezemi Cazelle, so. 
No, Vice. <laughs> Neither no. of them's gonna tell us the address. No, for sure. No, I know. <laughs> Absolutely not. Yeah. Anytime that address comes up in public record, Nesmi's just like, Mm-mm, just gonna tuck that. Nope. Nobody needs to see that. Yeah. <laughs> Cordelia goes to the last place in the galaxy, and she just relaxes in the woods with a dog. I love her. I love this for her as well. She deserves it. Good shit. And yeah, so we see, maybe the last thing we see is uh, Cordelia Wade Smith sitting on a porch of this, this kind of stilt house in the middle of nowhere with a dog kind of like sleeping on the porch next door in a rocking chair and soft music plays and we pan a little bit and maybe we see like a car driving up and it's peaceful and it's quiet and it's out of the way and there are no intrigues here Hmm. The the end we did it God, I love this for her. I love this for her. Good shit. Love to tell stories. Good times. Hey, we did it. We told a good story. Good job, everyone. A very good job, everybody. I'm happy. I'm happy you <laughs> get to keep being uh, fugitives and killing killing uh, people on at the top of, of shady government organizations. Love that for you. I'm gonna. Get a I just I'm want a mohay. I just want a mohay. Ah, bless. Ugh. So now I guess it's time to outro on six arcs and a movie. Oh, damn. Yeah. damn. I hope you enjoyed this project we've done. It was a hell of a thing. It was a very interesting experimental narrative storytelling, and I think it went awesome. Yep, it was very good. It was a lot. I'm very emotional because I love these characters very much. Uh, and we are, we are putting them to bed now. But yeah. Good stuff, everyone. Good stuff, everyone. Hell yeah. All right. So I guess uh, we should outro. In which case, uh, I have been August. You can still find me on Twitter at Harvey Dora. Uh, you can still find the podcast on Twitter at FTLcast or at FTLcast.com. You can find the Patreon, which will probably have some Buku outros for these episodes because they're they're chonkers. Um, but you can find that over on Patreon.com slash FTLcast. Outtakes. Yeah, outtakes. So many outtakes. And uh, playing with me today has been Sam. Hello, I have been Sam. You can find me on Twitter at SAKalo. You can find me on Tumblr at SassyTail. And you can find the art that I do at www.samkalo.art. We have also been joined by Jade. I'm Jade. You can find me most places on the internet at jadeoxfordrose. You can also hear me telling stories over on Dumb Kids Playing Hero, which is DKPHpod on Twitter. We've also had Zachary. Hello. I have been Zachary Fredrickson. You can find me on Twitter at Obviously in God. You can find the music I make at IamBugBear.BandCamp.com, including that one you just heard. <laughs> Probably. Or are about to hear. Yeah. Yeah. One of the two. Yeah. You heard it earlier, and you'll hear it again. Probably. Yes. <laughs> and last, but certainly not least, 
Mac. Hi, I've been Mac. Uh, you can find me on the internet wherever you get good content at Citadel of Swords. I'm gonna be doing some shit. Keep an eye out. <laughs> well, in that case, um... I'm, I'm legitimately emotional. I don't want to clap. I don't want to, to leave these kids, but I know we've got to, so in that case, uh, shall we clap? It's August, and I just wanted to thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed us, please consider leaving a rating on your podcast platform of choice, telling your friends about us, or tweeting about us using the FTLcast hashtag. We are also part of a nonprofit podcasting guild called Standing Stones Productions. We do a variety of shows, including The Room Where It Happened and Dumb Kids Playing Hero, two actual play shows, and a Steven Universe discussion podcast called Gay Space Rocks. We also do live streams at twitch.tv slash standingstonesprod. You can keep up with everything that we do on Twitter at stones underscore standing. Unfortunately, Standing Stones was already taken. Your support means a lot. Thanks again!